1: Can God make a rock so big that he can't lift it? Obviously, there's a warped view of God's power in that question. But there are other viable questions that will display God's power, as we'll see next on this edition of Times of Refreshing. Join us. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, greetings and welcome to the program. This is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, who once again will take us back to the book of Matthew. We find ourselves here in chapter 22, looking at verses 23 through 29, understanding the power of God and just how powerful God really is. Please join us for a very encouraging look at the God we serve and the God who keeps and protects us. With this edition of Times of Refreshing, our teacher and pastor now. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: Every person in here, Christ has empowered you to be a witness through the influence of the Holy Ghost. We want the Holy Spirit to come upon us. To come upon us. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit fell upon them and empowered them according to what Jesus said, empowered them to be effective witnesses in the earth. You have been empowered to be a witness. You have been empowered to be all that Christ wants you to be. You have been empowered to live righteously. You have been empowered to live holy. You have been empowered to do the works of God. You have been empowered to walk in strength. You have been empowered to bind the devil. Amen? We have to stop letting the devil keep us up wrestling about stuff all night. Put them in a chokehold in the name of Jesus and tell the devil I bind you right now because God has empowered me to have authority over you. A lot of times we're wrestling with the devil not realizing that at the end of the day I have power to overcome the devil. And I want to show you this here. Go to Acts chapter, chapter 10 verse 38. Because this anointing that comes upon us, this empowerment that comes upon us, we have to see it as an anointing that comes from God to us so that we can do certain things in the earth as witnesses. Not just live right, but that we can do other things. Look what it says here. Acts chapter 10, verse 36 on down. Let's look at verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. He says, But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Look what it says. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with what? Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And then look what he says. And we are what? Of, these, of all these things which he did both in the land of the Jews... And of Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. And so it says here that God our Father, anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. When that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive what? And then he says, "And he that went around, he went around doing what? Good. This is the thing that we want to do as witnesses as we've received the power of God. Our mission, part of our mission and mandate in the earth is to go around and find ways in which we can do good in the earth. God has empowered you to do good. We should be thinking of ways in which we can do good. We should be trying to analyze ways in which we can help in some way people that are downtrodden, that are bound up he said do do good and he says in healing all who were what who were what come on he says all who are oppressed by the devil so god empowers me to live right he empowers me to do what's right but then he empowers me to go around doing good and to find people who are oppressed by the devil and liberate them think about this saints what does your Christianity entail? Does it just entail me going to church, having a good time, singing my songs, coming, you know, I come Sundays, praise the Lord, and, you know, just have a good time. I want to have a good life. That's all I want. Or am I finding a way in my life that I can get a hold of somebody who I know that is imp- oppressed by the devil that I might, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and the power that God has given me, to liberate them and to free them. I don't know about you, saints, but I just—I want to just be transparent with y'all, just, just for a moment, just talk to y'all. Listen, saints, before I gave my life to God, I was bound up, bound up. Stuff I wanted to do, I, I wanted to stop. But, man, I just felt like I wanted to stop, but how come I can't stop? How, I, what's, what's going on here? How come I, I feel like I want to stop doing that? But how come I feel like I can stop for maybe two months, but then I go right back to it? Has anybody ever been in there in your life before? You feel like, man, I wanted to stop, but I couldn't. But it's amazing when I, I, I came into a company of people who I saw walking in victory, and it attracted me to them because they honestly believed that you could be free. I didn't know that I was bound, I knew I was, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know that I was being oppressed by the devil. I thank God that these people that I came into contact with, they believed God for me when I didn't even believe God for me. And they began to preach a message that caused me to believe that if God could set them free, then he could set me free. And I think what happens is in Christianity, sometimes we, we have this Christianity that really locks. And this is why I, I said this earlier about sin. It locks people in a corner and says, you're, I know you're a sinner and you're going to keep on sinning. And you're going to live a life of sin. But, but it's okay. God's fine. So we lead people to Christ and we tell them that you can be free. But then we're really not telling them they can be free. And then... Then they're bound up and oppressed by the devil, and we just keep them in counseling sessions for the next 20 years, telling them you, God's going to work it out. So we have people, Christians, Christianity is a roller coaster for them. Instead of saying, you know what? Whom the Son has set free. is free indeed. He freed me. So I'm going to reach back and free you by the power of God, the same power that he gave me to overcome me and the devil. He wants to give you power to overcome you and the devil. Can I have an amen? We got to to start getting around some people that believe in the power of God to set them free from bondages. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be counseling people, one person for the next 20 years about the same thing. At some point in time, you got to get free of that thing, amen, and walk on with Jesus. Well, what happens is Jesus came, went around doing good and healing all who are, who are oppressed from the devil. Some things you cannot counsel out. You got to cast it out because the devil has people bound. Can I have an amen? Then this is what happens in our lives. We got to get to a place where we truly do a good job of looking at natural things but then also spiritual things because ultimately the devil is oppressing people. He's keeping them bound. He's holding them up. And we don't like to sometimes as a pastor and as a church talk about it openly. But in this church, we're going to talk about it openly. God doesn't want you addicted to drugs. He doesn't want you fornicating. He doesn't want you lying and cussing. He doesn't want you all bound up by stuff that's going to get your life all messed up. And Jesus came to empower us to empower others that they might be free in their life and experience the liberty that comes through Christ. I see it all the time. It is amazing. And one of the things that I never want to happen, listen to me, saints, listen to me. One of the things that I never want to happen is to become so desensitized by all of the nominal Christianity that we see and we just accept that that's just the way it is. This is what happens. Oh, that's just church. Everybody messing up. Everybody hypocrites. I'm just a forgiving hypocrite. We start saying that stuff. It's all, uh, you know, everybody's doing it, you know. Nobody's perfect. The Lord knows. Praise God. And so people could just come to sin and say, oh, I know he cheated on his wife. Praise the Lord. You know, God will get them. I know they drunk. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God will get them. God bless them, Lord. Bless them. And just people just become desensitized because they think that's what... Authentic Christianity is all about, but it's not. That's not authentic Christianity. We have to get to a place in our lives where we go around because we've been empowered doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. Why? Because God is with us. Can I have an amen in this room? And so we have to do this. But this next step is important for all of us because, like I said to you before, if we're going to tap into the power of God, really experience the power of God, we have to realize that this is not something that we can manipulate ourselves into obtaining and receiving from God. And I think sometimes, when, even when, it, when we come to, we start talking about people are looking for an easy way to really tap into the power of God and experience all that God wants to give them from, in terms of power. You know, walking in the power of God can be intoxicating. It can be, um, if you're not watchful, it could cause you to think that it's you making it happen. It it can cause us to think that there was something special that we are that causes us to tap in. Or we can purchase this. We can get this some uh, illegal way. And I want to just take some time in this next passage just to remind us that the power has come to us freely we have received. And we want to open ourselves up to receiving through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection and not think that there's something special that we've got to do to really tap in. It really becomes simple when we understand that this is our covenant right to walk in this. The Holy Spirit, he brings this power. Acts chapter 8, verse 9. Look at what it says. But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. From whom to whom the all they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying, this man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, there is the scriptures, and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with them and was amazed seeing the miracles. There is the power and the signs which were done. I want to stop here. Understand that even within the church, there are counterfeits of the power of God there's not only counterfeits within the church but we see that there's counterfeits without there's sorcery witchcraft necromancy um, you know all these different forms of power that the devil releases through false religions and the occult these powers are real this stuff is real I mean curses generational curses bloodline curses Hexing, vexing, all this stuff is real. The devil wants to attack the church with these kind of false powers. And then he wants to infiltrate within the church to see these false powers revealed. We, that's why I said we need to know the scriptures and we need to know the power of God. Because many people get just enamored just because they see something happening. We don't get enamored if it's not lining up with the scripture. And so what happens is we have to understand that as Christians, we're in a power struggle now. The devil wants power and influence and he will use sorcerers and magicians and things of that nature to get influence in in the, you know, get people's minds attracted to what they're seeing. And for us, we have to realize that our power as the people of God is greater than the power of these demons. And then we demonstrate the power of God. And we see this happening here. This man was impressive. He to the point where they were saying that he was the, this great power within the city. And people were drawn to him. But it wasn't the true power of God. But watch what happens. This man sees the power of God. And what does he do? He tries to infiltrate within the camp. To the point to where he's even baptized. Baptized. When he sees what's taking here through Philip, he's baptized. I want to be baptized. I want to be a part of this. This is the power of God. But watch what happens. Now, when the people, when the apostles were, um, it says, now when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, who comes to bring the power. For as yet... He had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we see the anointing, the impartation, what we would call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, had not been given or released to them. It says here, For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost, the impartation of the Holy Spirit for the empowerment to do the great works. He says here, and when Simon saw that through the laying on of the the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them what? Money. He offered them money. He offered them money. Now, he didn't offer money because he wants the power so that he could be a blessing. He's a part of this group, and he sees that the power of God is given, and he wants it, but his motivation is wrong. And this is something we have to watch out for as saints of God. We want the power of God. We want God to use us with signs, wonders, miracles, all the deliverance and healing, but we also want to make sure that our motivation is right he said he gave them the. he said that that in verse uh let's look at verse uh 18 and when simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles hands the holy spirit was given he offered them money saying give me this power also that anyone on whom i lay my hands or lay hands may receive the holy spirit peter said to him your money perish with you Because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with what? You have neither part nor portion in this matter for your what? Heart is not right in the sight of God. He says, repent therefore this your, he calls it wickedness. And pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. And then he tells them this. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. I'm going to preach on that in another time. I'm not going to share that tonight, but this is powerful. I'm going to share on that. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, now watch this. Pray to the Lord for me that none of these things which you have spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they return to Jerusalem preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Now this is just awesome. Because you hear you have a person who's come out of, of great influence where there is power. He comes into contact with these individuals who have power, the true power that comes from God. And instead of him humbling himself, going through God's process to receive the power, he thinks that he can, he can obtain this power by giving money and his motivation For wanting this power is all skewed. Apostle Paul sees that this man has been poisoned by bitterness and iniquity, and he he Peter sees this man is poisoned by bitterness and iniquity, and he calls him on the carpet for this. But the thing that has always amazed me by this is that he told Peter to pray for him. He didn't say, "Well, you know what? You're right. I need to get right with God, man. My heart's right. I need to repent of this. I need to do what's right." He still did not get the message. And I think that as we're talking about the power of God, the influence of the spirit of God, what he wants to do in our life. Number one, realize that there's nothing that you can do to earn it. It's your covenant right to receive the power of God in your life. It cannot be purchased. A lot of times we're, we're, we're striving, trying to become powerful. I want to become powerful. I want to become powerful. I want to become powerful instead of just yielding to God's empowering influence in your life, asking the Holy Ghost to come upon you, that he might empower you to be everything that he wants you to be. It's not a matter of you making it happen, manipulating the situation. And I see this happen. People for years their God is trying to give them power and he's already released it to them, but they're not yielding to the influence. Because they think that there's something, I got to go to another conference, I got to go to another this, I got to do this, I got I to gotta pay for it. If, if, if such and such would just lay hands on me, if I could get another prophetic word, then maybe I can become powerful. If I could just get somebody to, I'll pay for it, I'll fly, where do I got to go? Been any hands in Africa, I'll go, just lay hands on me, bro. If that person does it, if he could just lay hands on me, somebody could just... Then I'll be powerful. I, I could be powerful. That anointing will come upon me. I love the doctrine of laying on of hands. I love the influence of the power of God. I love it. But we got to get out of this mess when we're thinking that I got to purchase it. I got to earn it. Instead of just saying, I've got to yield to God who's bringing the power to me. Saints, this is important because so many people, when they're walking with Christ, they're not satisfied with the influence of God's power in their life because they're thinking that they got to do something to conjure it up to make it happen instead of just yielding to God and yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit and being obedient. The people, Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem because there's a promise that's coming to you. Just sit over there and wait for it. You know, they received the power of God by being obedient and waiting in a spot. That's how it came. He said, go over there, and I want you to stay there, and the promise is coming on you. is going to come, and you guys just wait over there. They didn't go off and try to do this or that. They simply got in position. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you got to get in position. They got in position to where God said the power was coming, and they just received it. This guy is trying to manipulate the situation, why? Because his heart isn't right. He wants this for his own selfish gain. Well, this afternoon, saints, I want to stop all of us in our tracks, and I want to remind us that God wants us to get in position to receive the power of God. And then number two, we've got to make sure that our motivation or our heart is right for wanting the power of God in our life. Once we do that, God will begin to release his anointing on us so that we can do good and free people who are oppressed by the devil because God is with us. I'm saying that's not just for this church. I'm saying that for every person that's under the sound of my voice, every single one of you, from the smallest to the oldest in this room, God wants to use you to display great power to be a witness But we got to get it out of our mind that I got to strive to make it happen. I need to yield to allow it to happen because God wants to use me as a powerful force. Jesus said that they erred not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. This afternoon, I've simply just shared these scriptures with you. The Holy Spirit is here to empower us tonight to do what we cannot do. We have to learn to yield to his influence, which is going to come upon us so that no matter what goes your way or comes your way, you have been strengthened and empowered by God to accomplish it, to get it done. It may not be easy, but I guarantee you, Apostle Paul's mission was not easy, but he got it done. It may not be the, the road that you would have traveled. But you know what? If God told you to travel the road, I guarantee you he's going to be with you the whole way through. Amen? But what we need today is to say, God, I can't purchase this, but I can freely receive it by positioning myself. Most importantly, positioning my heart so that this is for your glory and not my glory. Lord, empower me tonight.